Welcome to episode 11 of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. Welcome to Total Bro Sports. Today for our news, the 2021 combine kind of canceled. Jaguars hire former Florida and Ohio State Urban Meyer. Jets hire defensive coordinator from the 49ers, Robert Sola. Sola. Falcons hire Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. Chargers hire Rams defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. Patrick Mahomes goes from concussion protocol. Mets GM Jared Porter let go after sending explosive photos and text to journalists while with the Cubs in 2016. Kyrie Irving rejoins the Nets. Five-minute fire, divisional round edition. Rams looking for an upset while playing the number one offense. The Packers were too good for a studded Rams defense. They were screaming like the QAnon shaman from the Capitol. Of how many points they gave up. Goff had a rough day, getting sacked four times. And Ramsey getting frustrated, and he couldn't defend Devonta Adams because he allowed one touchdown and 66 yards. The Rams should go to Spain and doing a running of the Rams. They lose 32 to 18. Rams at Ravens at Bills. Despite coming into the game with a prolific offense that put up 29.3 points per game during the regular season, the Ravens failed to muster any offensive rhythm throughout the game. Buffalo and Buffalo Mania kept these birds caged, keeping the Ravens out of the end zone for the entire game. Lamar Jackson struggled passing through much of this matchup, throwing for 162 yards and a pick, an interception that resulted in a pick six, which virtually ended the game in this low-scoring affair. Josh Allen did his best impression of Jim Kelly and did just enough for the W. Bills send the Ravens packing 17-3. Browns at Chiefs. Coming off their first playoff win since 1995, the Browns were looking to pull off another upset. However, they fell behind early, and their scoring opportunities fell flat with a touchback and an interception right before and after halftime, respectively. Despite Patrick Mahomes suffering from a concussion, the Chiefs were able to keep their lead as backup QB Chad Henney was able to run 13 yards straight to a 22-17 win over Cleveland, sending them to the AFC Championship game again. Upset Saints. You could tell this one was going to be interesting from the start as the two oldest quarterbacks in the league battled it out. The fable of this game was turnovers, specifically Saints turnovers. Despite his truly historic career, Drew Brees did not show up against the Bucks. In what appears to have been his, the final game of his career, Drew Brees tossed three interceptions, the last two of which in the fourth quarter, with the Saints trailing 23-20. Brady played like his usual self, protecting the football and throwing for 299 yards and two touchdowns. The all-25 Bucks beat the Saints 30-20. Now... The, let's have a discussion on the upcoming games, the NFC and AFC Championship. Uh, first, Bucks at Packers. What do you guys think about that one? I personally believe the Packers are looking for some revenge. They got humiliated last time, but I believe they, they'll do a better job. And plus, the Bucks have a really bad passing offense, um, defense. So I think um, 
Rodgers can definitely pull it off with Adams. Yeah, I definitely see that um, as a possibility. You know, the the pass game for Green Bay should be good, but, you know, the, the Bucks played pretty well last time. I mean, they picked off Breeze three times. They um, – Antoine Winfield looked good. Devin White, the linebacker, he got a pick late. So, they might be able to show up against the Packers, but um, overall I think the Packers should take this one. Yep. I, I agree uh, with that. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with what uh, you two said. Yeah, despite despite this being Tom Brady and the Bucks with with those receivers, I, I think the Packers' uh, attack offensive attack will just be uh, too much because Aaron Rodgers has been, you know, Aaron Rodgers this year. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think that the Bucks still have a chance in this game. I oh. like what. Well, like what Ben said um, in the previous episode, I'm not, I'm not one to count Tom Brady out in the playoffs. And I know the Packers. Yeah. There's this big hullabaloo around them. They have 484 yards of offense per game, but at the same time, the Bucks also have a great defense and those two Pro Bowl linebackers in Levante David and Devin White. And the pack and the Bucks did best the Packers the last time they played. That makes sense. Yeah, they frustrated Aaron Rodgers by intercepting him early. So I don't know. I think that the Bucks could edge the Packers out in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. No, I think the Packers are looking for some sweet revenge. Yeah, and uh, what Coach Matt LaFleur said on the week six loss to the Bucks, he said, quote, we've come a long way from that day. So you can obviously tell that they've got their confidence back. I mean, they've only lost two games since that point, and they came pretty early. So they're on a good win streak. I think the Packers – yeah, Brady's incredible, of course, but I think the Packers will be too much for the Bucks to handle on this one. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for my, I, I'd say my score prediction for this uh, game would probably be Packers. Let's say thirty-eight twenty-eight. I think the Packers are going to eke this one out. It won't be pretty, but I think they'll eke it out. I think I'm going with the Packers, twenty-seven to um twenty-three. Only four point difference. All right, I'm yeah. going to go with the Bucks, thirty-one to twenty-eight. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> All right, let's chill with the explicit talk here. Oh, yeah, I'm a get... contrarian. If we all agree, this would be a pretty boring podcast. So the Bucks, I, I just believe in them. They have come a long way. They closed the season out winning five yeah, games. Yeah, beating shitty teams. Still, they won. They bested the football team, who had a really good off, a really good defense, and then they won this past. They beat the week. Saints. Yeah, they beat the Saints this past week. I think they got the momentum. I think they're going to go in and knock Green Bay off its high horse and win. Do you think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl if they have to play them? Hold on. Well, let's get to the next matchup before we start talking about the Chiefs. No, no. The Packers have a really good offense. I've seen them. They are methodical. Rodgers and Adams are a great one-two punch. Aaron Jones is 
threatening. He runs the ball up and down, and he plus you worry about um Adams. Bam, you got Lazard. Bam, you got MVS. And like they are dangerous. Yeah, well, the same can be said for the Bucks offense. You worry about Mike Evans. Bam, you got Chris Godwin. Oh, you worry about Chris Godwin. Bam, you got Antonio Brown, who, by the way, was one of the best deep threat receivers in the league before he decided to go crazy. But now it seems like he's returned and it's being he's more normal. Humble. And I don't. I think Antonio Brown is gonna is starting to heat up. The Bucks have too many offensive weapons. I would argue even more offensive weapons than the Packers. I think it's just the strength of the Packers scheme that has got them this far. And like I said before, not counting Brady out in the playoffs, he can take Fuck. the Packers have a good defense, but not a defense that Brady hasn't seen before. Okay. All right, moving to the next game. What do you guys think on the AFC side of things, Bills? Okay, long story short, I'm going to say this as clean English as possible. If Pat Mahomes is playing, they're going to win in a high-scoring game 38-31, to but if he's not there, the Bills are going to go and and lose the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you there too because um, although Chad Henney looked you know very encouraging last week, I don't think he'll be enough to stop, or I don't think that um, it'll be enough to take down the Bills. You know, Josh Allen's been incredible all year. Stephon Diggs has been he has the most receiving yards. You know, he's been incredible, and the Bills definitely have a good defense to go along with that. So it'll be really really interesting because to see if Mahomes will actually play. Yeah, if Mahomes doesn't play, I don't think Chiefs are winning this, but if he does and he's healthy, I I, I don't know. I think it'll be a close one. I I guess I'll say I guess I'll go Bills like 38-35 right now cuz there's a lot of uncertainty around the Chiefs and I I think I'll have to go Bills in this one. No, no, no. The Chiefs are going to win. Okay, That's now it. give us your reasons why the Chiefs are They have win. the stacked offense. For crying out loud. I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be, be back. Um Le'Veon Bell. The fastest second fastest in the NFL, Travis Kelsey, um McCall Hardman, like he's there are speedsters. And on defense, you got the honey badger, you got um Chris Jones. Well, those are the two that are really that stand out really good. And they will slow down the Bills. And it's going to be the Honey Badger on um, on Diggs. And I think the Honey Badger will get under his skin. That, that is know. true. I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs, they do have an excellent offense. But the past three weeks, they've scored 17, 21, and 22. It's not like they've been going crazy lately. Like the Bucks Oh, no, they scored. benched they, – because they benched their starters in the last game. True. That I mean, yeah, that's true, definitely. But – um. I just think the way the Bills have been playing and, um, you know, they got all the momentum. Allen, Allen's obviously being healthy, I think, makes a huge difference. If, if Mahomes – if there wasn't any concerns around Mahomes' health, I would definitely pick the Chiefs. But because they're I have. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, you mentioned all those offensive weapons, but the key piece to that is Mahomes. And if he, if he is back – then for sure that's that's a Chiefs victory right there. But if he's not, I'm I'm saying that's a Bills win. 
Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes is kind of the wild card here. And yeah, he looked pretty bad initially when he got up from that hit. But apparently he was running into the locker room, like, once he got off the field. So, yeah, it really comes down to whether Mahomes can come back. If Chad Henney is in, yeah, the Bills will win. But And this is another case of where the teams have played before in the regular season. I don't know. I think that, yeah, I just can't see the Bills winning this game. I'm going to have to side with Jack on this one. I agree with, if Pat, like, consuming that Patrick Mahomes is in this game, the Chiefs will win this game because of their just sheer offensive magnitude and the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes. I just can't see the Bills winning, especially with, especially at times when their defense just shuts down and commits tons of unforced errors. Yeah. So, shall we move on to the uh, NFL coaching hires this week? We've had, uh, what, uh, four of them? Yeah. So I think we'll uh, start with uh, Urban Meyer, uh, who's now a that, member of the of the Jaguars organization. I think you'll I think you'll turn the franchise around a little bit, but I don't really count on it. They're the Jaguars for crying out loud. They they're just bad, but they're going to draft Trevor, and if he can develop them well, I think they might improve this year. But they. Yeah. Um, I could not hear anything past uh, they will improve this year. No, they will improve this year, but they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think – I mean, like, I'm, the, the Jags were terrible last year, and they have been terrible since, you know, the losing by – or losing a double-digit lead to the Pats in the AFC Championship in 2017. But – a, a huge problem with them was because they're under Tom Coughlin's ownership. And Tom Coughlin was, you know, uh, the, they said 25% of the complaints from players to the NFL Players Association were from the Jaguars. And there was a lot of, like the NFLPA actually, like there's a whole article I read about it. They, they were uh, telling players not to go to the Jaguars because of all their, you know, uncertainty. And they're like, the coaches are terrible. Coughlin wasn't good. So they just had a bad experience. A lot of people have had bad experiences in Jacksonville. So it's just not a very attractive free agent spot. I don't think Urban Meyer will make a huge difference. He's a great coach. He's he was sixty five and fifteen at Florida and won multiple national championships. But he has no NFL experience, and I just don't think he's going to be able to turn around that fast. But also uh, keep in mind that Coughlin is actually gone. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying now that they're out of the reign of Coughlin, it'll be definitely a better, um, better for the Jags. But I just still don't think it's going to be this huge, like swing of things in the next few years. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long rebuilding, uh, rebuilding campaign. Yeah, I think they could get four or five wins next year, though. Just assuming that Trevor Lawrence comes in and you know, performs up to his standards, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs in the next few years or 
maybe never under the Urban Meyer era. Ouch for the Jaguars after hearing that. Yeah, it just seems like they have a huge culture problem over there. Like with what you said, 25% of the complaints. And it's also Jacksonville. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's not Los Angeles. It's not New York. It's Jacksonville. One of the smallest markets in the league. I think I was thinking about that. Like, our teams with smaller markets, do they generally underperform? And I was thinking, but then we look at the Packers, and they've consistently done well. Yeah. I think also the Packers have really good management. Also, I'd argue the Packers have a a larger market than Jacksonville because they arguably uh, represent all of Wisconsin. No, it's not true. I like that point, though, by Kai. They do have the whole state. Like Jacksonville, they have like three three or four teams. Every sport has multiple teams for Florida. So the Jacksonville really is – they don't really think about that when you think of Florida sports. But if you think Wisconsin sports, it's only the Bucks and Packers. Yeah, are there other other, other, – is there another team in the NFL that has a market size comparable to Jacksonville? I can't I can't think of one right now. Let me uh I mean I mean there's the I'd say the Chargers based off their attendance, but Yeah, but then even at the same they, time they're in LA. Yeah. Las Vegas, maybe? No, no, Las Vegas is a lot bigger than Jacksonville. How about the Titans? That's pretty comparable, um, but I don't know. History I'd also shows that Jacksonville's never been good. So. I think yeah, the I just, Saints. Oh, I think the Saints market might ownership. be like slightly. Saints as well. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't know I think if, their like, market is slightly bigger. Admire, like we're talking about changing the culture because it's not just bringing a new quarterback over there or changing the coach. There has to be a huge cultural shift down there. And Urban Meyer seems like someone who's bounced around a little bit. Like, I know he spent time with Alex Smith when he was in Utah. What, Utah? Yeah. They had arguably one of the best non-Power 5 seasons ever with Alex Smith. He went number one. They were 12-0. And, he, yeah, he's been at Bowling Green and then at Florida and um, Ohio State. Yeah. Why has he bounced around so much? The reason why he – he left Florida originally was because well, he's had a lot of he's had a lot of health concerns. Like he really has like if you, you can see him like on the side like there's videos of him on the sidelines just keeled over. Like he's had a lot of health concerns. And there's also been some controversies, like I know Tennessee I don't know if you guys heard, but University of Tennessee got busted today for giving recruits money in McDonald's bags. Wait, so when did this happen? Like this, all this wait, came wait. out like today. It's crazy. What? Wait, there was a there was a something in Tennessee. Yeah, the scan. You can look it up. There's all scandal. They were giving recruits money in McDonald's bags. Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. So but Urban my, Meyer has been associated with some of those type no. of scandals. Well, I think there was some sort of like there's I don't know. I, my point of saying that was that there's a lot of fishy stuff going around like especially sec recruiting but yeah a lot a big thing was his health concerns and then he left and came back and then left again came back so it's just there is some uncertainty in that aspect 
And he's also never been an NFL coach, which I don't know how much different that can be, but still. Yeah, yeah Nick Saban yeah. didn't do that well oh, when he went to the NFL. It can be a big thing. Like, look at Chip Kelly. He was doing, like, hurry-up offense, which was, is not built for the NFL. Yeah. Pete Carroll, too. He's really good at in college. But let's yeah. move on to Robert Sala and the Jets. What do you guys think about this? Great song? hire by the Jets. That guy, was a, that guy is all it. over it. I see him on the sidelines, and he's hyped whenever his defense is doing something. That but, guy just seems like he has great character and a strong no, sense. It was leadership. a good hire, but you – All right. Wait, what did you say? It cut yeah, out. Jack, can you repeat that? what you said before? He got hired. It was a good hire, but he got hired by the Jets, so probably nothing will go right. No, the thing is, is that they're hiring him to improve the situation. I don't know. I, I don't think that I'm, the Jets are that unsavable that hiring Sala will just make it awful. I think like they're Adam Gase, but like Adam Gase before was actually a bad hire because you yeah. saw what he he had one good season with the. Broncos, and then they thought of him as some offensive guru. Like Sala is seems like an actual hot, like a good hire. This guy no, Alex, lead teams. I think they're gonna draft Justin Fields. Well, we're talking about the the coach. Yeah, but I think he will tell him to draft Justin Fields because you know the unwritten rule. Of course, he's yeah. That's true. Actually, that's a good point. When the new coach is hired, what? Because you know how like coaches love their own Sam quarterbacks. Darnold. Yeah, he's probably gonna go to a new team. But there has been there actually since Sala has been hired, there's been growing speculation that the Jets will keep Darnold. Although he has said nothing has been finalized, of course. But um, yeah, I think that's you know for focusing on the coach aspect. I think it was a great hire, for, and he's bringing along. The Packers head coach's brother, Mike LaFleur, as the offensive coordinator. And they're doing something interesting. He has the OC and QB coach, Mike LaFleur, and then he has the O-line coach running the O-line and run game. He's the run game coordinator. And then they have another guy that's the passing game coordinator. So they have a bunch of different guys. They're not just letting, like, Adam Gates call the plays like he did last year. You know, they have a bunch of different guys that he's bringing along. All seem pretty qualified and he's you know he's a defensive defensive guru really animated he's the first muslim american head coach in the nfl history which is cool yeah yeah well, i mean really a great hire by the jets yeah i think uh i do think there's uh there's nowhere to go but up from uh from this yeah even if they keep sam darnold yeah, it's no, because I you actually can't go support keeping down. Sam Darnold. Like, why start a rookie like Justin Fields and feed him to the wolves? And Just I know. That, and also, look, he's from Ohio State. And what happened to the last first rounder from Ohio State? Yeah, Dwayne Haskins not turn out. Dwayne well. Haskins, yeah, he sucked. Exactly. But... Let's instead of mismanaging a first round prospect. Like, why don't we – I would say keep Darnold, have him for a year as a bridge, and then start Fields. Like, do what they're doing with um, 
What the, the guy Packers? down behind Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Love, Love in yeah, in Green Bay. Like do something like that. You don't need to feed the first rounder to the Wolves yet. I think it would would it would be nice to have him or I'm not sure how well Sam Darnold could teach Justin Fields, but I, I don't think it's a great idea to just start him right away. Yeah, I like the idea of having a mentor. Like even watching Sam Darnold in his first season with we had Josh McCown, the Jets had Josh McCown as the backup. And Darnold went down and then McCown took over for like three weeks. And then he ended up winning like six out of the last or this was like two years ago, but they ended up winning like the six out of the last eight games. He like ter- certainly looked better after Josh McCown had time to play. And like, I definitely think having a mentor is like a huge, could be huge for a quarterback, but people, oh, people seem to be pretty set on like keep Darnold or draft a quarterback and trade Darnold. Like people aren't really thinking about that. Like bridge. Cause he's still young. Like he's still on his rookie deal. Like, it's just I don't know. No, and, people, and people are just too quick to move on, or they're not thinking yeah. strategically. Yeah. Hey, this yeah. is. Oh, uh, this is unrelated, but I just looked up Josh McCown, and he's actually still on a roster. <laughs> yeah, he's with he's the Eagles, crazy. right? As like an emergency quarterback. They no, tried to injure him. Now. He's in he's Houston. He's with the Texans. I don't know how he got there. Let's let's check. Uh, oh, he was he was signed to the practice squad in no, back in I, November. I think it's a good no, but back to the whole Sam Darnold's and Fields situation. It's definitely the move to keep Darnold and have him for another year because, like as Ben was saying, a mentor can be huge for a quarterback. Like, look no further than the Kansas City Chiefs where you had Alex Smith, who Alex Smith, I cannot speak enough to this man's character. He's just great. He just doesn't, he doesn't sit there and pout when his team drafts another quarterback. He's a champ. He'll mentor. And then look at the product of his mentorship. You had Patrick Mahomes, who was the MVP the very next year. So And Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick as well. Kaepernick, what about yeah. Taylor yeah. Heineke, the next season's MVP? <laughs> Taylor Heineke Hope played so. amazing. Behind Smith, but he couldn't. Even, he couldn't save Haskins, though. That is, uh, well, maybe really Haskins was something. unsavable. Like that guy actually did not care about playing football. When you go into strip clubs after a loss, I don't think you really care. Yeah, when you celebrate after a loss, and or when you brag about the amount of yards you passed for after a loss, like come on. Yeah, that that that's that Terrible. really says something when not even Alex Smith can can make you uh, serviceable. Yeah. And right. back to the Jets with you know the mentorship, whatever. There's growing speculation as well. There's Adam Schefter came out a few days ago and said the Jets are really like in a good position to trade for Deshaun Watson. Because he's, uh, he's not going to the Jets. I think he's probably going to the Colts or the Patriots. Yeah. yeah, or like the Niners or someone. Like, I don't expect them to, but it is a good point that Darnold and the number two pick is a ton of value, like a ton of value. And if someone wants to trade up, like they can, the Jets can trade back, get some more picks, trade Darnold. They can get a lot of value out of that. And no, that's a great point. You're right. They have the number two pick. 
Like they would and, be set. And the number 23rd pick and the number 34th pick. We have two first-rounders next year. Like, we have a bunch of picks loaded up that, like, could be traded. That's if exactly drafted. right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we should talk about Falcons' new hire as well, Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator from the Titans. I don't, know. They, I don't think that the offense for the Falcons is as much of a problem as their defense. Like, they no, seem their to have a fine offense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I would have thought. I mean, and it's they, he does have an interesting, you know, choice to make as well with Matt Ryan. Like, fans in Atlanta, I've talked to a bunch of Falcons fans because I'm from Atlanta. Most people are fed up with Matt Ryan and really want to move on. They should. Like, <laughs> he's, like, just good enough to where, like, you might want to keep him a little bit, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people I've talked to won't really want like Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or a quarterback. Yeah, they're probably gonna get Zach Wilson because Justin Fields. Yeah, I see Justin Fields going number two, but Zach Wilson. A lot of people like Zach Wilson, and I know Justin Fields. Honestly, like people were kind of. Like, for the Jets spot, at least, at number two. Like, people were really thinking Zach Wilson was the guy. And then Wilson – or Fields came in and lit up Clemson and obviously didn't do great in the national championship. But the way he played <laughs> in Clemson might have earned him a spot in, you know, to get that number two spot. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. The Falcons could also be up for a new QB potentially in yeah. the coming years. People don't think, like, they had that bad of a season, but they ended up with the fourth overall pick. So, like, they very, very easily could get a quarterback with this pick. Do you think it's the defense over there, or is it actually Matt Ryan's play? No, it's the defense. But my prediction is they're probably going to get that Devontae Smith guy. Yeah. I mean, they, they have Julio right now and Calvin Ridley. So, you know, some people want to trade Julio, but still, like, the a big problem with – the Falcons is there like Matt Ryan he'll throw for like one of the most yards in the NFL almost every year he just can't throw touchdowns and for some reason in the red zone they just like there's these weird statistics I might be able to find one but about how like little Julio gets the ball in the in the red zone it's just like they just don't know how to score touchdowns it's really the problem and obviously with the choking like they blew so many leads every year it's just terrible game management like just not do you think that choking can be attributed to dan quinn though and now that he's gone uh, things yeah. could possibly change? 100 like i i definitely think so because it and it definitely kind of like i'm sure it rattled matt ryan too you know once you lose the super bowl and everyone's making fun of you that's like your one thing you don't want to do is choke another lead so it's just it must have been dan quinn's game management or just i don't know but i definitely think with i mean since Arthur Smith and Matt Vrabel have been in Tennessee, Tennessee has shot up. You know, now they're an elite team. And I think it's interesting in Tennessee what they were able to do was they were able to show that you can have a star running back and you don't need, like, a star quarterback and still can be successful. Which Yo, is that's, that's so rare. true. Right. Because yeah. all the top paid running backs, they never have won a Super Bowl. Like, Zeke and all these people that they pay. Le'Veon, when they paid him all this money, like, it just wasn't worth it but Derrick Henry he's been showing that I mean you can have a great great running back and like a solid quarterback and still be considered one of the better teams yeah, but the true. Titans haven't won a Super Bowl yet with that pair yeah no, they true. were one true. yard short from tying one yeah that was a, in Atlanta that's cool 
of the Titans, the problem with that whole Derrick Henry strategy is when they actually stuff the run game, like the Titans have no answer. And that's where if you had an elite quarterback, they could still compete. But it seems like whenever a team stops the Titans run game, they're just done with. I think that's what happened in their game against the Ravens. Yes. That's true. Mm-hmm. They, did, they held them to 40 yards somehow. And, yeah, I, I think a, a big thing is that Ryan Tannehill is also, like, the best um, play-action passer. And I think that has to attribute to every time you're showing the ball to Derrick Henry, like, the defense has to be ready for that. So yes. And they can pull it out, pull out a lot of play-action. They can run it, like, five times, pick up however many yards, use the play-action. Like, that's what really helped him out. So when the run's not working, the play-action is likely not going to work as well. And, yeah, they don't really have an answer. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what their new offense coordinator does, if it'll be any different, or if Arthur Smith will adopt the same tendencies with the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like Arthur Smith made a horizontal move to another team. Yeah. That brings us to uh, the final hire that we're going to talk about, the Chargers hiring Brandon Staley, who makes – uh, the uh, very long journey all the way from SoFi Stadium to SoFi Stadium. And this is the as the head coach? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Wait, I'll tell you my opinion. I think this was a good move because the Rams had the best defense in the league. And he made names other than Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Look, like Michael Brockers stepped up. Um, Leonard Floyd. Their whole defensive line, yeah. Was yeah, insane. they are good. And I think he will improve them, but I don't know what, how he does with Justin Herbert, possibly. No, that's that an absolute – that's them. a great point. The Rams held mm-hmm. – the Rams had the lowest yards per game for the 2020 season with 281.9, and you're absolutely right. And also, the Chargers have a budding defense. They just never could get it going or – because I remember early on in the season, they played really well. And they have some good talent – especially with on the defensive line. Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, you know, he's the brother of the guy who tours ACL on the 49ers. Oh, yeah, Joey Bosa. Yeah, exactly. Joey Bosa, he's a player. They have some good guys in the secondary. Yeah. I think having a defensive-minded coach is, will be just enough to mold this Talent, young but talented team. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad for. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, some de- some uh, defensive, uh, good defense is just what this team needs because they uh, they were uh, ranked pretty low on like on uh, defense and like points allowed. They were down at uh, they allowed twenty six point six points per game, which is right down there with the uh, the Bengals and the Titans. Yeah, that's true. I think it. I think it's great for the Chargers to get rid of Anthony Lynn at last. Yeah, they and had they, to. They he he also blew a ton of leads. Same kind of thing, and I, I really do like this pick or this hire because um, Sean McVay is really he's not like this defensive genius. He's an offensive genius, and he really he manages that offense really well. So I yeah. really don't think he was doing at, like Brandon, Brandon Staley definitely led that defense and was the biggest reason why they're so good. So I, I definitely think it, it should show should show with the Chargers. It would have been interesting if they went after an offensive coordinator or QB coach to help Justin Herbert out, but 
I mean, he's progressed really well in one year, so it's just you – know, there's a lot of – Yeah, lot I, don't even, I don't think Justin Herbert needs that much help. He started playing really well towards the end of last season. Yeah, if they can get him a few weapons, I think they'll be really t- – like, the Chargers definitely have potential. Like, they weren't bad at all. Like, they should have won way more games this year than yeah, they, they did, and they yeah. won seven and nine. Well, I mean, yeah, they should have is... um, – they were leading the Chiefs in the fourth quarter against Patrick Mahomes. Or no, they were they were leading a Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs. Like they had a legitimate chance to win that game. And I think Anthony Lynn just botched it. Also against the Saints, they were lead or they had the opportunity to go for it on fourth down and Anthony Lynn just took the safe route and punted it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, being um being better than uh than they actually are is a Chargers tradition. Just like uh Yeah. Just like in 2010. in the most heartbreaking fashion is what the Chargers tend to do. Thank you for listening to the Total Bro Sports Podcast.